بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال كنا مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في سفر فنزلنا منزلا فمنا من يسرح خباءه ومنها من ينتظر ومنا من هو في جشره اذ نادى منادي اذ نادى منادي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاه جامعه فاجتمعنا الى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال انه لم يكن نبي قبلي الا كان حقا عليه ان يدل امته على خير ما يعلمه لهم وينذرهم شر ما يعلمه لهم وان امت وان امتكم هذه جعل عافيتها في اولها وسيصيب اخرها بلاء وامور تنكرونها وتجيء فتن يرقق بعضها بعضا وتجيء الفتنه فيقول المؤمن هذا هذه مهلكتي ثم تنكشف وتجيء الفتنه فيقول المؤمن هذه هذه فمن احب ان يزحزح عن النار ويدخل الجنه فلتاته منيته ويؤمن بالله واليوم الاخر ولياتي الى الناس الذي يحب ان يؤتى اليه ومن بايع اماما فاعطاه صفقه يده وثمره قلبه فليطيعه ان استطاع فان جاء اخر فان جاء اخر ينازعه فاضرب عنق الاخر رواه مسلم this is a chapter just to recap which deals with the compulsion of obeying whoever is appointed as one's amir in the context of an islamic country or an area where islam is obviously in power then it will refer to the rightly appointed khalifa or ruler he will be considered to be the amir and this chapter deals with the compulsion of obeying such a person as long as he commands you with that which is not which does not entail the disobedience of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and which deals with the prohibition of disobeying one's amir or one's leader abdullah bin amr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu is the narrator he says we were with rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on a journey which journey or expedition is not mentioned in this particular hadith nevertheless he says that we reached a certain place in other words a place where we set up camp so he described the various activities that sahaba ikram got engaged in famina man yuslihu khiba'ahu some of us we got busy in repairing our tents waminna man yantadil some of us got busy in competing with one another in shooting arrows this refers to obviously sahaba were engaged in jihad engaged in religious warfare part of which obviously is the firing of arrows so when they would reach a place where they would set up camp some of them would engage in practicing the archery so minna man yantadil there were those amongst us who competed with each another in shooting of arrows wa minna man huwa fi jasharihi and there were those amongst us who were seeing to the various animals all of a sudden the caller of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam issued the edict 
As-salata jami'ah. As-salata jami'ah literally translates, means that the time of salah has come. In other words, salah in jama'at, salah in congregation. This doesn't, in this context, actually, actually refer to salah. Normally, how would you call people to salah by giving out, by calling out the azan? This as-salat jami'ah means that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has summoned us because something of importance has cropped up. And Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wants to address us. So, when Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to give khutbah, one is, as we mentioned previously, the masnoon khutbah. That is obviously the khutbah that is given on the occasion of Jumu'ah or on Eid, etc. Then, sometimes... Nabi Pak would notice something that upset him or some pressing occurrence would take place which necessitated that he should address the Sahaba Ikram. So this call would be made, As-Salah, Jamiyah, in other words, all come to the masjid, all of you gather because Nabi Pak wants to address us. So this As-Salah, the Jamiyah means in this context that Nabi Pak wanted to address the Sahaba. فَجْتَمَعْنَا إِلَىٰ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. So he said, all of us gathered before Rasulullah Pak صلى الله عليه وسلم. And then Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم addressed us and he said, إِنَّهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ نَبِيٌّ قَبْلِي He said, there was never a Nabi before me, referring to the Anbi alayhi salatu wasalam of the past, except that it was the responsibility of that Nabi to guide his ummah towards that in which the Nabi of Allah knew there is benefit and good for his ummah. And he warned them of the evil. In other words, he warned them of anything where there was harm or impediment or problem. Allah Ta'ala had given the Nabi the knowledge that if your ummah has to go in a certain direction, there is benefit for them. If your ummah has to go in another direction, there is going to be harm for them. For, for them. In other words, which amal there is benefit in, which amal, sifat, attributes, etc., there is harm. Nabi Pak said, this was a basic responsibility of the Anbiya of the past to guide the ummah towards their betterment and to warn them or to protect them from that in which was their harm. Then he said, وَإِنَّ أُمَّتَكُمْ هَذِهِ This ummah of yours, in other words, my ummah, جُعِلَ عَافِيَتُهَا فِي أَوَّلِهَا He said, the well-being of my ummah has been associated with the first of its adherence. وَسَيُسِيبُ آخِرَهَا بَلَاءٌ وَأُمُورٌ تُنْكِرُونَهَا And soon, the latter part of my ummah will face trials and matters of hardship and difficulty and tribulations which you will dislike. So in this we find the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He's telling Sahabi Kiram that as time will pass, the fitnas trials, tests, tribulations that will befall my ummah will become more and more and more difficult. He said that what you, in other words, what Sahaba are facing this particular zamana and period, this is the best possible period. This is why ulama kiram 
refer to the period of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as khayrul qurun, as the best of times, as the best of periods. One is the physical presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself. Allah tells us in the Quran, مَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ هُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ That, O oh my Nabi, as long as you are amongst them, as long as you are amongst them, they will be protected from the umumi azab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as long as you are amongst them, one is, as long as you are amongst them, they will be protected. And as long as they are making istighfar, as long as they are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness, they will be protected from the azab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from this verse of the Qur'an, we can infer that the physical presence of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amongst his ummah, this in itself was a great deterrent for difficulties and hardships befalling the ummah. So Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the well-being of my ummah has been associated with the first of its, inha- of its adherents or its followers. Then, وَسَيُسِيبُ akhiraha bala wa umur. He said, the latter part of my ummah, with the passage of time, are going to face bala, hardships, difficulties. Umurun tunkirunaha, things which you will dislike. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, وَتَجِيءُ fitan. Fitnas are coming. Fitnas, in other words, tests, trials, tribulations, that will affect the very iman of the ummah. How great these fitnas are, how treacherous, how difficulty, we can see from this expression, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Tribulations will follow one another and each one will seem worse than the one before it. My ummah will face one trial, they will find this very difficulty. Very, they will find it very difficult, very hard. And then Allah Ta'ala will remove that particular trial. In other words, the situation will will go in a better direction. And then they will think, finally we got saved. Immediately thereafter, another fitna will come. And this fitna will cause the first fitna to pale into its insignificance. In other words, this will be even worse. If we look in our immediate history, the difficulties the ummah was facing, then the ummah came out of one difficulty. Then we find the coronavirus. And now to some extent that has been alleviated. Allah protect us. But if we look in the light of this hadith, it means that now something else will come that will make coronavirus look like it was very small. Whereas at that time our entire lives were upended. The very system of our existence in this world, things we took for granted. And we can see almost on a daily basis, on an international scale, Throughout the world, the ummah is facing hardships, the ummah is facing difficulties. We find that this was the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And then Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa goes on to describe the extent of these fitnas. He said, Tajiul fitna. He said, a fitna will come, a test, a trial, a tribulation. Fayaqulul mu'min. And a mu'min will say, a believer will say, this is such a terrible fitna. Hadihi muhlikati. This is going to destroy us. This is going to destroy Islam. This is going to destroy the Muslims. Thummatan kashif. Then that particular fitna will be removed. In other words, the fitna will come terrible. 
people will feel that the destruction of the ummah is in this. They will even say it. Hum to barbaad ho chuke, hum halak ho chuke. Allah Ta'ala will remove that fitna. And then another fitna will come. فَيَقُولُ الْمُؤْمِنِ Again the believer will say, هَذِهِ هَذِهِ This definitely is going to destroy us. There can be nothing worse than this. Then Allah Ta'ala will remove that fitna. And then another fitna will come. In other words, the situation will get worse and worse and worse as we go closer and closer and closer to Qiyamah. When we talk of these fitnas, from the latter part of this hadith, we can see that these fitnas refer to the attack on the very foundation of our deen and our iman. So Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that that person who wants to be saved from Jahannam and he wants to enter into Jannah, this is the crux of the matter. This is the crux of the matter. That each time we learn this important sabak and lesson, whatever fitnas, trials, tribulations you are facing, Nabi Islam is exhorting his ummah, ensure that this does not affect your deen and iman. Protect and preserve your deen and iman at, at all times. And how are you going to do that? How are you going to protect your deen and iman which will ensure that you are safe from Jahannam and enter into Jannah Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in this particular hadith, he has mentioned certain things. And from this we learn the importance of the effort of iman and ensuring that we remain in an environment of iman. Because in this is the protection and preservation of our deen. Because fitnas, trials, tribulations, this is always going to be the lot of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in the light of the hadith, Sadaqa Rasulullah. Nabi Salaam spoke the truth. He said terrible fitnas are coming. And not just fitnas, one after the other will keep coming. So, O oh my Ummat, ensure that you do not fall into this trap to such an extent that you lose your deen and iman and you are deprived of entry into Jannah. At any given time, this has to be the focus that Allah Ta'ala protect and preserve your deen and iman. And this is lengthy, inshallah, we'll continue.